Uh, a lot of folks will say, well, all the animals are grass fed. You know, we're in Canada or we're in the right. States or whatever it is. Yes, absolutely. We've got a lot of grass. And, and from a financial perspective, that's uh, important for the farmers. Um, they can feed off a lot of grass, but it's the finished that's that right. is not grass. And that is really important that we're looking after that portion as well. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Pursuit. I'm your host, Ben Spangle. So excited to have you back for another episode today. And at The Pursuit, as you know, we're here at the show. We want to help you in the pursuit of your best body, mind, spirit, and life. And today, my guest with me today is Nigel O'Quinn, who I've just been getting to know, and you are in for a very treat. Today, we're going to be talking a lot about the health of your body, but the health of your body also affects your mind and spirit too. So I'm excited about it. And uh, Nigel O'Quinn is, uh, from what I understand, the founder of Higher Health Supplements, who I've recently in the last, I don't I want to say three or four months, five months, become very aware with and love their product. And I can't wait to dive into it today with you. Nigel, thanks for the time, man. Hey, thanks a lot, Ben. Thanks for having me on. Excited. So uh, before we jump into the content, everybody, just to give you an idea, um, what, what Nigel is building and his company they're building is, is the first and the only one in Canada that does organ supplements, desiccated organs, which you may or may not know a lot about, but after the end of today, you're going to know a lot about, and you're probably going to want to consider it, that's for sure. So um, before we jump into that stuff, can you tell us a bit about how this all came about for you guys, Nigel? Where did it begin? Where did it start? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll retrace that that memory with that. So it's... Uh, it's been a long time coming. So uh, organ meats have always been a part of my life. Uh, even when I was young, I didn't like them back then, that's for sure. But mom was cooking them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I remember, you know, cutting a little bit of liver up and, and um, throwing it down the hatch. And I'd have to chase it with milk when I was a kid. It just wasn't a preferred taste. For sure. And to be eaten like that, it still isn't. So I'll, I'll uh, get into that as well down yeah. the road. But uh, so it's always been a part of my life. And then when I was young, I, you know, getting into hunting and uh, conservation and, and utilizing the animal was always something that I was really interested in. Uh, and then the older I got, the more I I truly enjoyed harvesting the organ meats and consuming them. Mm. Uh, and then it, it didn't take too long that I discovered that I was the weird guy in the group. So wh- mm. whatever work setting that I was in, you know, you, you want to share food. Uh, and I'd, I'd have that and people are giving you the look and what is that? And you'd offer it and they'd, you know, give you the side eye and go, absolutely not. I'm not going to try that heart or that liver or kidney or, and by the way, it smells horrible. It does. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so I found myself being the weird guy in the office, uh, unable to share my food and interest, but there was also, uh, my long nutrition background also interested in, in, from, from early athletics, wondering how can I optimize the body? What, where mm. can I get the best recovery, best results possible? So I was trying to learn that stuff earlier on and, and was definitely way off track uh, early on in my life as I went to college and, and learned all the things essentially not to do and ended up with uh, really poor health. And so then it sent mm. me on this journey to discover, well, how do I get great health? Mm. Um, so, uh, I, I, I'm going on it, going on longer journeys here with you, uh, Ben, just kind of going off track. So that led me to, to college where I was, uh, I jumped into kinesiology and was wanting to learn more about nutrition as well. That was always kind of a passion. 
Um, I discovered that I had the worst diet possible learning from college and university in terms of what to eat. So I was then put into a program on, you know, for, for uh, health Canada and I was becoming an expert at the food pyramid and uh, consuming a lot of grains, a lot of, you know, wheat products, uh, cereals and all that kind of stuff. Uh, I mean, it's a six to 12 servings of grains per day is the recommendation. And then meats and fats became the bad guys mm -hmm. on that current uh, model. So I ended up with some of the worst health I've ever experienced wondering how did, how did I get here? Uh, and, and hopefully this isn't too kind of graphic for you or your audience, Ben, but I remember just having the worst guts ever. Very uncomfortable. I remember going on dates where my eyes were crossed because I was so gassed up. I couldn't wait to, you know, just have some privacy to clear that out kind of thing. But you, you can't, you can't squeeze that by because you'll clear the room and end the date. That's for sure. So I, it, it was, it was horrible. So it was no way to live either. And it was my guts and my body communicating to me going like something's very wrong here. So that sent me down the journey of, of discovering what foods humans should be eating, which ones not. Um, so, uh, Long story short, uh, you get into um, discovering that meat and fats are not the bad guy. Reincorporate that to the diet. Start to feel amazing. Minimize and, and decrease the amount of grains and whatnot going in the diet. Completely cut it out. Um, you know, get into that that paleo kind of um, ideology, uh, keto, those kind of things, and things start to change and balance out a lot more. Uh, within the diet and the gut. And uh, the whole time, you know, understanding the nutrient density of organ meats, never cutting that out, but then adding more of that in, I started to feel absolutely unstoppable and hmm. incredible. Energy went through the roof, skin cleared up. Um, it, it just, you know, uh, testosterone, like I could literally feel surges of hormones coming back into my life and feeling, you know, literally unstoppable, which was the way every man and, and woman should feel. Wow. Uh, so it, it, yeah, it was, it was really fun. Um, getting, getting back onto organs though, uh, the final straw for me was not understanding how people were cutting these out uh, of their diets and not being interested. And I wanted to know how could I get other people involved in organ meats. And it was actually my wife was the, the final straw. Uh, she's in a reproductive year. So we're wanting to build a family and she will not eat liver. And I'm that's unacceptable for me. So <laughs> like, you have to eat liver. It's the most nutrient dense organ and food that you, we're going to find. Uh, this is super important for me. And she's fine. You know, cook it in a way that I can consume it and problem solved. Hmm. That was impossible. I couldn't, uh, maybe it's just my cooking skills, but I couldn't find a way that would get rid of the, the taste, the texture, the smell, yeah. all of that. So I started encapsulating it and she said, this is absolutely fantastic. So, uh, she became, you know, client number one, essentially. Wow. And, and before I knew it, I had friends knocking on my door going, Hey, I, I'd like some of that too. Or I'd like more of it. And that got me excited that I was starting to incorporate organ meats back into folks diet. And I was soon after just getting great feedback from people going like, 
this is, this is awesome. Like, you know, and, and then sharing some of the educational portions of the nutrient density and, and what can happen when you introduce organ meats back into your diet. And so that's kind of the, the birthplace of higher health, so to speak, uh, where I was able to reconnect people with real food again. So uh, that, that was, uh, yeah, long, long way around that story, but there you go, Ben. That's amazing, man. So out, out of some personal pain of realizing that, hey, <laughs> the way I'm eating is not helping. I'm, I'm feeling like crap. I'm not in good health to making some shifts and realizing and then even not starting out necessarily as a business idea, but how do I get my wife to eat this so she can benefit from it? <laughs> and here we it, are today. <laughs> exactly. It, you know, and there wasn't a single client that I came across that ate organ meats yeah. that wanted to. Right. Uh, it was a, it was a tough sell. Absolutely yeah. a tough sell. And I, I don't blame folks. Our palates have changed drastically. The introduction of fast foods, mm-hmm. such highly processed foods, chemically laden foods, our taste buds, palates have completely changed to the point that even the thought of organ meats is just, you know, it, it, I'm, I'm guilty myself at the end of the day when it comes to, hey, Nigel, do you want a fried liver or do you want a nice juicy ribeye? Yeah. Uh, 10 times out of 10, I'm going to go for that beautifully barbecue ribeye, sure. uh, not the fried up liver. So uh, yeah. our palates have changed. Organ meats have gone by the wayside. We don't, we're not interested in them anymore. And it has cost us uh, our health mm-hmm. in spades, it, big time. So mm-hmm. um, it's important to reintroduce that into our lifestyles for sure. So, wow. And I think probably most of the people listening, as, as I shared a bit with you before we started recording a bit of my own journey, I've been getting into organ meat in the last five, six months, somewhere around there. And, uh, but most people listening are thinking, man, I don't, no way. Just like you said, right. I don't want to touch it. I don't want to eat it. My wife won't touch it right now either, but she does take, she does take the higher health capsules, which is great. Um, and so let's talk a bit about a couple of things. I want to get into some of the benefits. The first thing I want to talk about before we even get into organ meat is I want to talk about the importance. I want to hear you talk about the importance of grass fed and grass finished beef specifically is what we're talking about, but, uh, uh, ruminant animals anyway. So tell us a bit about that, why that's important. Yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's important for so many different reasons. Uh, so, first of all, we have to appreciate, as you said, ruminant animals and what they can do with those chambers uh, that they have uh, in in their stomachs. They can do amazing, miraculous things with with grass, mm-hmm. and so they can do things that obviously we can't, as monogastric animals that we are. Um, we're unable to convert. Uh, the grasses into what what they can. Mm-hmm. And that's where it, it becomes super important is these animals should and need to be eating a diet that's native to them, just like us. When, when we see ourselves not eating a diet that's native to us, fast foods, processed foods, we see disease skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, the body's going to start communicating in ways that it, it shouldn't and just letting you know that, Hey, you're on the wrong track. I'm going to start getting sick on you. Now you need to change this course. Animals are no different. Uh, we start feeding them grains, corn, uh, barley, all sorts of, uh, different feeds. They're going to start to get sick and that is big commodity beef for you. And that's where, right. you know, big commodity feedlots and whatnot are, they're all about that. And it's all about weight when you get into it. It's it's how big can I get this animal before it knocks over on its own uh, that we can bring it to market. And the downfall of that is 
and, and there's a great book. It, it's uh, it's called The Sacred Cow that came out not too long ago, maybe in the last year, year and a half. Uh, and, and one of the slogans that I, I remember is it's it's not the cow, it's the how. And what our food eats is exceptionally important. Yeah. How they're raised is exceptionally important. So uh, feed them foods that aren't native to the animal. They're going to start to get sick and the benefits of the animal start to deplenish. And, and so they're, therefore, the, the fruits of that labor aren't going to be passed on to us. Right. So from a health perspective uh, of the animal, it's super important that they're eating foods that are native to them. And that is, that is grass. That's grass fed the entire lifespan of that animal. Uh, right. And it's super important both for the animal, but also for the environment. So higher health, the reason why we're so adamant that the animal is fed, grass fed, grass finished its entire life. And that's, that's mentioned uh, is when it's grass finished, these these animals are coming from farmers that really truly know what they're doing. These animals still need to fatten up properly and be well fed. And they're only harvested once that's achieved. Now, when it comes to organ meats and, and fats, that's super important that they're being fed what they're supposed to be. Because then you've got toxins that are being introduced into the body when they're not being fed foods that are native to them. Mm. Uh, and, not that it stores that much in the the organs it does certainly it does uh but it's stored in the fats and we want to have healthy fats in our diet yeah. but that's where the toxins get stored when animals are not eating proper foods right so the uh the, the importance of, of that when it comes to organ meats is we're, we're getting much better nutrient value out of an animal that's eating healthy Mm -hmm. So then that transfers over to the organ meats, which we're also very interested in passing on to our customers is the optimal organ meat, yeah. most nutrient dense, omega-3 yeah. uh, fatty acid balanced animal possible. Right. And uh, that's, that's, and if you've ever seen, I, I wish I had photos here that I could throw on for you. Mm -hmm. uh, it's really quite something to see uh, the organ meats, from an animal that's been grain finished or, or corn finished, the, the organs are almost unusable. Really? When we talk about fatty liver disease or, you know, heart that's not functioning optimally to see that visual. Um, I actually got a, a heart from an uncle easily over a decade ago and it's stuck in my mind. I wanted to eat the heart, but as I started to cut into the heart, there was nothing to use. Then it was fat on the outside. It was fat on the inside. There was almost no usable meat whatsoever in that muscle. Wow. Grass finished. You've got a little bit of fat on the outside. You've got zero fat on the inside. It is a beautiful, red, rich muscle meat. Uh, and it, they're completely different. Liver, you'll have striations of fat all throughout the inside on a grain or corn finished animal. Yeah. On a grass finished, it is red. You've barely got any uh, fat on the outside at all, yeah. which we, we also utilize that fat for so fat soluble vitamins as well. So wow. when it comes to organ meats in, in ours, undefatted is very much a thing because A, D, E, K, these are fat-soluble vitamins, and when you strip the fat from there, 
they become less usable, less bioavailable, so to speak. So sure. uh, that's important. So lots of different things when it comes to the animal's health in terms of being fed foods that are native to them, which is grass. Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, we can get into the science of, of animals knowing exactly which grasses to eat. So when they they have any sort of gastric problems or upset stomach or they ate some, they know exactly which grasses or flowers to eat to resolve that issue as well. It's really, hmm. really fascinating how smart these animals are when it comes to their diets as well. That's cool. And then when it comes to the environment, we, we promote regenerative uh, farmers all the way. Uh, this is super important to be sustainable for this generation, for future generations as well, for the land and humans and animals. Uh, when it's regenerative farming, these farmers are rotating, uh, doing rotational grazing so that the animals are eating the top portions of the grasses. So the most nutrient dense portions of the grasses are, are being ate by these cows and they're rotating them anywhere in between two to eight times a day, uh, depending on how many cattle they have, how much land they're using, all that great stuff. But if you were to have a look at a farm that is utilizing regenerative farming, rotational grazing next to a farm where they just let the, the cattle roam and do their thing all day long, you're going to see a massive difference in the length of grass, in the mm. color, uh, it, it's it's quite something to see the difference in the ecology of the, the earth in, in, at that point as well. And then even further, if you ever look at a, a monocrop where you're you're using tilling, you're using chemicals, pesticides, herbicides, mm. all those kinds of things, you've got a completely different topsoil uh, involved in there as well. So it's uh, it's incredible to, to see the difference visually of regenerative farming and what that does for the land and how much more sustainable it is uh, and how good it feels to know that your animals are coming from that land as opposed to sure. any other land. Right. So, for sure. um, and, and that's, that goes, uh, there, there's all sorts of things we could go really deep in the weeds with, with how feedlots are finishing animals on grains and corns and the yeah. amount of molds that are found in, in grains uh, that also get transferred over to the muscle meat and the organs as well. So, yeah, uh, important. So that's a uh, huge yeah. mouthful to, to get that off. But yeah, that's, um, that's the importance of regenerative farming for us and, uh, for grass finished beef, uh, in terms of that as well. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think everybody too, that as you're listening to, I mean, just basically know that commercial beef that you're going to go and buy is, is not grass finished. It's that's, that's where the feedlot stuff is. That's where the grain, that's where the corn is. And one of the things in certainly probably, probably a lot of the Western world, but we all have, uh, not, not all, but a lot of us have very out of whack omega six and nine, right? Our six and nine ratio is really high. And from my understanding of it too, Nigel, you do know this better than me, but if you're high in six and nines, you're going to have high inflammation in the body. Inflammation leads to disease. And, you know, it's, it's basically a precursor for it from what I gather. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, you hit the nail on the head there, Ben. It's it's uh, inflammation is that number one thing that stands out with that imbalance in our diets, uh, and that's going to cause a chain reaction for all sorts of issues. You know, right. within the gut to the brain, uh, to the joints, to repairs, to uh, cell formation, DNA, everything uh, gets impacted when that's off base, mm -hmm. uh, and and 
just one more point on the grass fed. Uh, a lot of folks will say, well, all the animals are grass fed. You know, we're in Canada or we're in the right. States or whatever it is. Yes, absolutely. We've got a lot of grass. And, and from a financial perspective, that's uh, important for the farmers. Um, they can feed off a lot of grass, but it's the finished that's that right. is not grass. And that is really important um, that, that we're looking after that portion as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and maybe just so everybody understands too, my understanding is it's kind of like that last six weeks-ish. Is that roughly where the, the grain finish as an example or corn finish or something of that nature? Yeah, exactly. A, a lot of them, and it depends on where their cattle are at. These guys, they're, they're well-educated and, and they know exactly where their cattle are at and what, what's going to take for them to be finished properly. Right. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's typically over that 100-day mark Okay. Uh, that they're, they're looking to do, um, on, on green finish. Right. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, I got lots I want to talk to you about. Um, just one, one more, uh, thought everybody. So the idea is this, is that grass fed grass finish the, with the, the beef is that if it's grain finished or corn finished, the omegas go out of whack, but if it's grass finished, you have tons of healthy omega threes. A lot of people are taking omega three supplements like fish oil and these kind of things, which a lot of them are rancid and not, you know, they're, I mean, some are good. There's no doubt. Um, but proper beef properly raised is one of the best sources of omega threes and it's incredible. So I, I had to make a plug for that. Get on the grass fed, grass finished train. Um, let's jump into organs. So first things first, I'm, I didn't talk to you about this beforehand, but I'm curious, what do you think some of the myths are about organ meat? Mm, uh, number one that pops out every single time is that, uh, it's a filter. So why would you ever want to eat a filter? Mm-hmm. And, uh, that that's, and that's just it. It's, it is a myth. It is not a, it is not just a filter. Um, and the big thing I think is, is that folks, when they think of a filter is it, that's where it's stored. Right. Um, so it's not a filter in that it's not a warehouse. It doesn't just collect toxins and that's where they stay. Mm -hmm. The organs process the, the, the toxins, they, they clean the blood and they move it down. So, uh, there's, there's within the liver, there's a couple phases. There's phase one and phase two that processes the, the blood and moves it on down the line so that you can urinate it or defecate it, you know, like, so it's, it's moving on out. So those processes happen chemically and that's what the organs are all about. So mm-hmm. that's, that's easily the number one thing. Uh, it's not a filter, uh, and it's not a warehouse. It does magical things to process and break break those things down, chemically change those those uh, the, the blood and moves it on down. So these are simply uh, the, the only thing that they're a warehouse of is vitamins, minerals, and loads of nutrients. Right. So it's <laughs> that's what they're a warehouse of. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, I knew I knew that was a big one. Was that uh, the storing of toxins? That's what a lot of people talk about for sure. Yeah. Um, okay. And so let's get into it. So let's talk liver. And then I know there's heart and kidney and we can talk about some of the other ones, but why is liver such a superfood? What are some of the benefits of it? Why do people, why should they consider putting this into their diet? Yeah. So it, uh, it's, it's such a superfood because of, and done a few blogs on it and there's all sorts of information regarding the, if you check it out, it does not take long for you to realize the nutrient value of liver. It is, it is also, it's the, it's the largest organ within the animal. 
Uh, it was, it, so you'd get the most value out of it. You'd, you'd have tribes sharing it easily. Um, it's still uh, one of the top organs, the top organ that animals uh, like wolves will rip open the rib cages and the alpha or uh, expectant mothers are getting that liver. It is the most nutrient dense out of all of the organs. Hmm. Uh, so your, your B vitamins, uh, vitamin A, uh, all, all the minerals that are involved in there. So muscle meat is exceptional. So eating, eating meat, you're, you're getting pretty much everything that you need to live a healthy lifestyle. Adding the organ meats will add that much more, many more cofactors that are found in there, enzymes uh, that help you with that as well. So the organ meats that have been pushed by the wayside, our health has shown that. Our hormones have shown that. Adding, adding liver simply to uh, uh, somebody's diet that also eats meat, for example, mm -hmm. will add 50, you'll find that there's about 50% more sperm within males. Hmm. There's the, the hormone reactions that are happening within there that are found within organ meats are uh, so abundant. So uh, these foods should be the foundation to a healthy diet. It's these foods that should not be thrown by the wayside. Animals know better than us, like uh, wolves, like I said. That's the first things that they're going for. Mm -hmm. These are stored for the alpha and for the re expectant mothers. These are the nutrients that we've thrown by the wayside that we absolutely need that should be the foundation of a healthy diet. Mm. And once we've got that in our diet, then we can eat our muscle meats. We can have whatever vegetables it is that you like to do or whatever it is. But these, the, the foundation should be organ meats within a diet, small or large. You can have as much or as little as you want within mm. there. Um, and it starts out with liver because it's the largest. It would have been the most shared amongst the tribes. Uh, so most accessible as well. Liver is absolutely amazing raw. Uh, a lot of people like it cooked, but without a doubt, we make it super easy to, uh, to consume within the capsule. Uh, people have found that, that hate the taste, texture, uh, the smell, all that stuff. It's a, it's a home run for them, but yeah. it's also a home run for folks that do eat it, but they don't get it enough. That's Are right. you consuming it weekly? And that's where we've found a, a large customer base as well, that people do consume them, do enjoy them, but how regularly are you incorporating in your diet? And it becomes a lot easier that way. Hmm. Um, then you've got your, your heart, your, your kidney, uh, you've got spleen, pancreas, testicles, eyeballs, <laughs> all of those things, all of those organ meats are when, when we discuss ancient wisdom of like treats, like it's not a mistake that the heart, once it's broken down and you see the enzymes and the nutrients in there and the cofactors, they're specifically exactly what your heart needs to, to have support, to thrive and be healthy. Hmm. We've eliminated these things. That, and so we've, we've chased after multivitamins yeah. from, you know, that, that are found in bottles that have fruits and vegetables at, at levels far lower than we should be consuming to reach our daily val values. Yeah. And we've chased after fruits and vegetables that are not nearly as bioavailable. Yeah. 
not seen anywhere close to as found in whole foods found in nature. Can I, there's can I a stop? massive difference there. Can I stop you for a sec? Just because I want you to talk about bioavailability, what that actually means. If someone's listening, tell them what that means. Yeah. So bioavailability is simply your body's recognition of the food or vitamins or nutrients that you're taking in. Does it recognize it in the form that it's in or not? So within whole foods, bioavailability, your body knows exactly what it is, how to break it down, how to utilize it. It's readily available and acceptable for it. Mm. When we get into fruits, mostly vegetables, one of the, the least discussed things in the nutrition world is anti-nutrients. Right. It has been downplayed. Uh, left out of the conversation completely in, in most cases. And it is so important to touch on that. Anti-nutrients, uh, we, we talk about defense uh, mechanisms of animals and plants. Animals can either fight or they can run away. Right. Uh, some produce poisonous toxins like frogs. Uh, they, they have those defense mechanisms. Plants have nothing but chemical warfare. And so if we don't disarm that or, and, and in some cases you, you cannot even through boiling, cooking, steaming, whatever it is, those mm -hmm. chemicals are very much there. And so plant, plant, plants have those chemicals and they play that warfare on your body when you consume them. Mm -hmm. Again, we're not, we're, we're monogastric. We don't have the chambers in our stomachs to be able to per, defend from these chemicals. So they get stored in our systems. They cause inflammation in our systems, in our gut linings, and those tight junctions become no longer tight. They open up and then we find inflammation ridden throughout the body. So yeah. uh, ruminants have those chambers. They, they're able to look after that. They're able to ferment these things properly, the yeah. grasses, and, and look after the chemicals that plants and, uh, you know, fruits have within within uh, them. So that's their chemical warfare that that is so left out of the conversation that we really need to to discuss. So when we're adding that into our diets and, and we're chasing after, uh, so you, you go to the store now, we go to supplement stores and what you find on the shelf is individualized supplements. So you'll go and, oh, I need a bottle of vitamin E, Ben. Right. Oh, I, I need a bottle of vitamin C because I'm low on that or vitamin D, whatever it is, that when it's in its, first of all, in its synthetic form made in an industrial process, that is not bioavailability. The sure. body's not going to recognize it. And in fact, in many cases, it's going to cause more harm than good yeah. in your body without it recognizing that. So for example, um, one that comes to mind is is uh, is CoQ10, which is found the most abundantly in heart. Okay. Heart has CoQ10 in spades. It's the most abundant in that. We go, uh, heart disease is, is rampant in North America. In, in the States, it's one in four people are passing away due to heart disease. That's just over 600,000 people a year are dying due to heart disease. One of the most medicated the instant thing that's that's used is statins. Statins, when you're on statins, they actually decrease CoQ10 within your own heart. 
So imagine that the number one thing that you're you're now using to help with heart disease is lowering CoQ10 within your own heart. Hmm. This is what synthetic foods or uh, chemicals do within our body. They're usually usually using something. They're stealing, robbing, robbing other areas, uh, other nutrients from our body that are very much needed. Hmm. Not to mention when you individualize vitamins like vitamin E, C, D, whatever it is, they do not work when they're alone. Vitamins and minerals work in a symphony. Mm. All stars don't perform and carry a team alone. There's a team there. They're, they're, they're behind them. So they work in symphony and they, they help each other out. They only work in symphony, by the way. So uh, calcium will not work with without having magnesium, zinc, phosphorus in the picture. Vitamin D, it will not work. So when we individualize them, we're, bought, we're, we're getting something that's not, not bioavailable, essentially. The body does not recognize it, doesn't know what to do with it. So it doesn't work as effectively. So when we discuss bioavailability, we're talking about whole foods that the body knows exactly what to do with it. So when it's introduced, Every single one of those things work in symphony to help you. So you don't, you also don't need as high amounts. So we see really high amounts in synthetic vitamins. And so when you look at a whole food, you think, oh my gosh, I'm getting so much more uh, vitamin A from this synthetic vitamin than I am from this whole food. Right. When in reality, no, no, no. In that whole food, that smaller amount is used so much more abundantly than the yeah. synthetic amount that's there. If that, right. that, that it, makes sense. It makes total sense. Yeah. It makes total sense. I got, um, as I learned more about this myself, yeah, you just start to understand that if you're eating a whole food that you can actually absorb properly, you, your body's able to use so much more of it than something synthetic that I didn't realize the symphony part of stuff, how the vitamins and minerals work in symphony, but it does make total sense that, you know, if you're eating a, again, something like liver or even a piece of meat or whatever. It's There's so many different vitamins and minerals all operating at one time. Nature has designed it so that, <laughs> you know, we can get what we need and that it, it does work together that way. Quick story on anti-nutrients. I was, uh, my mom, my mom's had bad knees her whole life. And and I've had for a long time where I, I, I didn't know it was inflammation, but I would have where just my knees would hurt quite often. So if I was on my feet for a while and I'm, you know, those of you that don't, I'm 35, I'm not old by any means. And, but my knees would hurt quite a bit if I was on my feet for a while. And I just assumed that this was, yeah, you know, it's kind of in the family, whatever. And then, uh, and then I cut out wheat about a year ago for a period of time. I don't eat much of it now, but I cut it out. I was amazed that cutting out wheat, I had, my knees never hurt. Never yeah. hurt. I, I, I don't doubt it. And, and you know, gl gluten's, you know, well known at, in, in this game now, I, you know, it's maybe one of the main things that are discussed and, but it's also so downplayed as well. And, and there's so many different levels of sensitivity, you know, the highest being like a celiac where they consume the smallest amount of gluten and they're out for a week, mm -hmm. you know, guts destroyed, but there's so many different levels of sensitivity and, and, you know, yourself, you, you noticed your knees and then the next person, they might not notice anything mm. or they're not great at communicating with their body and they're not aware 
of mm-hmm. it. They're, they're just, it's lacking. Or maybe the, the, the damage that's being done is on such a small level mm-hmm. that they truly just don't notice no matter how well they're communicating with their body or their body communicates with them. But damage is absolutely being done. And you will reach a threshold and you'll discover that within your own genes. Everybody's different. It's, it's how can a, how can a all-star athlete eat whatever they want and still kick your butt? Well, they're an all-star athlete. It doesn't much matter. They can do. And so when, when those guys get behind supplements, it's really quite, you know, it's, it's funny. It's, it's really, it doesn't make any sense because the average individual, that's not going to make you an all-star athlete. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they can eat whatever they want. But anyways, there's different levels of sensitivities within there, but damage absolutely is being done. And you will reach that threshold at which your body can handle that damage. And mm-hmm. so at some point in time, it's going to change, whether that's age or amounts that you, you consume, it's going to happen. And uh, a lot of these things start to accumulate in the body as well, like oxalates, they start to accumulate in, in tissues of the body, and then you start to notice the damages. Mm-hmm. So that's, plants play the long game in terms of damage. They don't need to wipe you out right now, but they'll play the long game with you and make sure that it accumulates. The more that you have or the longer that you're consuming these things, at some point, whether or not you're going to notice it. Hmm. Yeah, it, uh, it's pretty interesting. Um, so liver is the most vitamin, nutrient dense, I should say, vitamin and minerals, most nutrient dense organ in the animal, right? So it's basically like if you were to take a real, a tr- you know, not a multivitamin you're gonna buy at the store, but the best multivitamin you could take is liver. Is that correct? It, absolutely. Yes. It, it, okay. it really is. It's, it's the most potent yeah. uh, of all the organs, easily the most important. If you're going to get your hands on any organ in the animal, uh, make sure that it's the liver first and foremost. Perfect. Perfect. Get that. Um, and then as you're listening to, you know, Nigel's company, what they do is they make desiccated organs, which is freeze dried basically is essentially what it is. Is that correct? That's correct. Yeah. Uh, you know, what the, the big difference between freeze-dried and dehydrated, both great, by the way. Okay. Um, dehydrating a, a meat, fantastic. You're getting, however, about 60 to 70% right in that range of nutrient retention. Okay. Freeze-drying retains approximately 97%. Wow. So it is like you're eating raw wow. liver I at that point. That high. Very close. Yes. Yeah, very high. Um, and that's how really uh our our company has mostly grown from testimonials we've mm-hmm. we've got folks that just start to reintroduce real food in their diet right and and can't help but but talk about it yeah explain the differences that they see in their diet and and obviously that's going to vary as well how how well have you been looking after yourself how well do you eat right. um obviously makes a big difference but uh, yeah. from the highly trained athlete All the way to your average Joe, uh, we've got testimonials of people changing their life by reintroducing real food into their diet, such as organ meats. And what are what are some of the benefits? So you're not taking liver right now. You start taking, you get the supplement, you start taking it, or not. You know what I mean? Um, What are some of the benefits in the body? Because I know there's lots of vitamin and minerals, but what are some common things people see? Yeah. So you know the 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 biggest one for people that you know. Sometimes people take supplements or foods 
and think, you know, I'm going to feel the difference right. right away. Right. Typically, the most common, the only, uh, the, the people that are going to see it instantly, like, like right now, Ben, mm-hmm. are folks that are anemic. So mm-hmm. that, that low iron and, and honestly, we, we, our, our business could thrive on anemics alone in this country. Hmm. It's very serious. The most common testimonial we get or email or message that we get is folks that are no longer anemic. They're hmm. now absorbing iron. And so when you get that synthetic uh, iron supplement from your physician, mm-hmm. typically it comes with bad side effects, uh, gut irritation, and it doesn't work that well. So the number one thing that we notice that, that you'll notice immediately is anemics will have, because it, it uh, heme iron, you know, it, it transfers oxygen to, to your cells. Without heme iron, you're not getting that. So they're experiencing energy boosts upwards of 75%. Wow. Like that immediately. Once heme iron is introduced, bioavailable heme iron into the body, your body knows what to do with it. Yeah. They feel the difference immediately. Yeah. Um, other, uh, other, uh, folks like it. Why we, we've had folks, uh, talking about better sleep or mm-hmm. eliminating, uh, you know, not sleeping at all. Uh, major issues with mm-hmm. the introduction of the B vitamins is going to make a difference in sleep. Absolutely. Riboflavin, uh, when that's lacking in the body, you're going to change the way that you sleep. Uh, hormone production is a major one. Right. So, uh, testosterone, let, let's just talk about testosterone alone. The ultimate feel good hormone. When that's low in men and women, you don't feel good. You're going to have more aches and pains. Uh, overall mood that changes. So the, with the introduction of a whole food like liver, you're going to have better hormone production. The adrenal glands are going to have more support. They're going to have way more support to, to, to start to produce these precursors. So all these precursor vitamins, minerals are now being introduced in the body so that it can make testosterone, mm. uh, and, and many other hormones. So you're mm. going to, you're going to see that boost, which is, I mean, two thumbs up to that because we've seen upwards of 50 to 70% decrease in testosterone alone in the last 50 years. Our bodies are wow. under assault right now. We've got environmental toxins. We've got uh, plant uh, plant toxins going on. So, and when we discuss plants, you know, 50 years ago, plants were very much different. There was less pesticide, less herbicide going on in the body uh, it, or in, the, in these vegetables that we're consuming now. The nutrient levels were much higher 50 years ago Mm-hmm. Because we've depleted the soils that we're now farming. Mm-hmm. We do so much monocropping, it's stripping the topsoil of the nutrients. So we've got these, in many cases, big, beautiful vegetables that are deficient in nutrients. Mm. You know, we can, a big tomato, the ones that you see being used in, uh, in fast food chains, big, beautiful tomatoes being used. There's basically three nutrients. And one of the main ones that they, that, have in there that they use is hydrogen to make these things big and beautiful and they grow them fast, very fast. So they can immediately be harvested and used and away you go. So we've seen 
nutrient deficiencies going on within the vegetables where, again, I highly recommend you not relying on vegetables as adequate nutrient sources. You're going to be deficient 100%. Uh, plastics, we've seen plastics attacking our hormones. We mm. drink out of plastics. We store foods, especially hot foods and plastics. Disgusting, by the way. Stop that. Get rid of that stuff. Um, we've got light pollution going on. We, we're watching more TV. We're in front of computers, our cell phones. Uh, get, getting into our eyeballs, decreasing the level of sleep, de decreasing the quantity. And when we sleep, that's where the hormone production happens. That's where growth hormone starts to be secreted and major changes in our bodies start to happen. And we're eliminating that stuff. So we see hormones uh, being less productive in our bodies. It's, it's all gone downhill over the last 50 years by upwards of 70%. And so when we start reintroducing real foods like organ meats into our diets, we finally give the body what it actually needs mm. and it, and it knows what to do with it. And it says, hell yeah, <laughs> I, I can now secrete proper hormones. Let's go. Right. Yeah. And I think intuitively too, I mean, everybody listening probably think, well, if you had the option, something's in front of you, something synthetic that's right there or a real food, you would opt to take the real food. And, and that's really what, what Nigel's talking about is the, the desiccated organs, just to be clear too, to reiterate, it's not a, it's not a synthetic thing. It's not a, a, um, a manufactured thing. All it is, is it's freeze dried organ meat encapsulated. So it's real whole foods in a capsule. It's not a synthetic pill or anything like that. So you're actually consuming whole foods. I didn't realize again, that it was 97%. So I was under the impression when they talk about bioavailability that if I eat it fresh, I was eating raw liver for a while and it's nasty. I don't like it. I don't like the taste of it. Right. But I was trying different things. I tried with apple cider vinegar and I could swallow that down. I'd hold my breath. Um, I did find now not everybody eats dairy. I, dairy doesn't seem to bother me too much, but I, I don't mind it. But I did find for me, Greek yogurt and liver, Greek yogurt masked it entirely. So that's how if I'm if I have some because I'll, I'll buy a, you know, a cow, half cow, whatever, and I'll, I'll get the organs. And, um, that's how I've been doing that, but, but I don't like it. I don't really enjoy it. Same thing, heart, kidney. I don't enjoy eating it that much. And, uh, so this is amazing to find out that 97% is pretty much the same in terms of loss of nutrients, uh, or not, not retention of nutrients. Part of me is, is awesome news. That's really great. Um, we, we're going to come to an end today, Nigel. I'd love to have you back another time. I, I know a lot of people are going to be benefiting from this. A lot of people are going to want to go start right away. Uh, so higher health, it, the company is just called Higher Health Supplements. Is there? Tell me the name fully. Yeah, it's so it's Higher Health. Uh, the, the website is higherhealths.ca. Do not forget the S at the end. Right. Uh, it's, it's plural. So um, Higher Health is the, is the company. Yes. And so that's uh, .ca in Canada. Perfect. Perfect. I'll have a link in the show notes here. Awesome stuff. If people were to connect with, do they go to Higher Health? Is there a way to connect with you as well? If they have some questions, anything like that, or the team, there's email on the website. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know what? Um, it, it can definitely throw my website out or sorry, sure. my email out there for folks. Uh, uh, if you want some really um, poor social media uh, yeah. activity, uh, my, my expertise without a doubt is, yeah. is meat, organ meat, yeah. uh, connecting with farmers yeah. uh, and doing my best to get uh, real food to you. Yeah. Social media is is way down here. Sure. Um, so as soon as I can get my hands on somebody that's going to uh, look after that for me, I'll do that. But Perfect. also 
uh, all jokes aside, feel free to reach out at it's uh, the handle on Instagram is at HH Supps. So H H S U P P S uh, for that. And then aside from that uh, email, Nigel at higherhealth.com. Awesome. All right. Well, Hey, thank you for the time, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today. Uh, you know, if you have opportunity to eat some organ meat, do it. If you don't go to higherhealth.ca, check it out, get, test it out, try it out for 30 days, try it out for 60 days, see how you feel. I think you're gonna be really impressed. So Nigel, thanks for the time today, man. Thanks a lot, Ben. Appreciate it. Bye everybody.